Welcome to Time for Success Business Owner Moms Edition. And this is sponsored today by Linda Baker with Damsel and Defense, who provides awesome, awesome products for basically anybody, man or, or female, man or, man or woman, who um, really want to want to take control of their safety uh, you know, with, you know, different types of products like, uh, you know, even mace and that sort of thing. And, and also does uh, teachings and trainings for that to that end as well. But but uh, so thank you, Linda. Uh, and uh, so for Time for Success, you know, we're here talking uh, about all the different um, all the different ways that we might define success in our lives, in our business, and uh, how we make those things happen. We've got a wonderful guest here today, Jeannie Bellinger. And uh, tell me a little bit more about you and your business, Jeannie. Well, uh, I like you. I'm a coach, but I tend to actually work with a slightly different population. Right. Um, I got into direct sales coaching because I myself had a direct sales business for a number of years. I was mm -hmm. uh, with a company called Park Lane Jewelry for seven years mm -hmm. and was very successful at it. Um, and in that seven years, I saw people coming and going and coming and going. And I kept going, I don't understand why they're leaving. This is really easy to me. Everything came really easy to me. Well, it turns out it wasn't that easy. I just had a really great mentor. And I realized huh. not everybody has that leadership. Not everybody has that coach helping them through it. So yeah. I started going and looking to see if there were other coaches out there because I knew my leader was never going to go do that because she loves what she does. She's still with that company. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going to go be the Mary Grace for everybody else and just get paid to do it. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so that's what I do. That is so great because, uh, yeah, you know, I, I like multi-level marketing, network marketing activities because they are accessible for everyday individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so low, there, there's a, a lower cost or investment of, you know, so they can actually have their own business entity and, and get started. Yep. But where a lot of them falter is that, that lack of leadership or challenge of leadership. Um, and uh, then they get into something they have no idea how to, to grow it or do anything with it so exactly or they they don't treat it like a business yeah they they say oh this is my hobby well who wants to have a hobbyist as their let's say oils person nobody right. has a hobby you want the expert right yeah you know so if you don't treat it like a business guess what's going to happen your business is going to fail right it's not going to go anywhere so right. the people who but it is because you're at the mercy of your leadership if you don't go access as many different leaders as possible in yeah. order to move forward, learn what you need to know in yeah. order to keep your business going. The other thing is is just the mindset. They hear their first no or they hear their third no and they're like, I, I just I can't do this. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like imagine if you were a shoe store and someone walked in and didn't buy shoes. You don't go shoe store owner isn't gonna go, Oh, that's it. They said they didn't buy anything. Right. I'm done. I'm done. Close my doors. <laughs> like, they don't do that. They go, right. okay, that's okay. Because you know what? The next person who comes in might buy 10 pair. You right. don't know. So right. it's it's just a, a mindset issue and also a leadership issue. Right, right. Well, you know, the, the, the great aspect of the accessibility in terms of the investment or the barrier to entry, if you will, mm -hmm. is also kind of the challenge. <clears throat> yeah. Because when you don't have as much invested as, let's say, a whole <laughs> inventory of shoes right. and a place to have them, you know, right. and you're, you know, you, you, you have to kind of, you have to make it happen, right? You're, you're kind of all in at that point. Um, and so that kind of that all in mentality, how do you, how do you get people into that all in mentality? What, 
to... Well, it's it's all about it, and you probably do this with your clients as well, yeah. looking at their goals. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your motivator for this? So for some people, the motivator is, look, I want to get my car paid for every single month by this, com- by this business that I'm doing. And other people say, well, I want this to be my vacation fund. Other people say, I want this to be my replacement for my nursing job that has me on my feet 12 hours a day, four days a week, which is really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they, you just got to look at what their goals are and say, okay, mm-hmm. what are you willing to do to achieve those? Yeah. What are you willing to, you know, put up with sometimes? Are you willing to, to get those no's? Are you willing to um, handle objections? Um, are you willing to learn an effective sales process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then are you willing to track your goals and stick and, and stick with the activity that it's going to take to achieve them? And if they're not willing to take a look at that, then it, it's not an all-in mindset. Right, right. They've, they've got to be, they've got to say that, look, this is my opportunity to get out of teaching. Yeah. This is my opportunity to be home with my kids. This is my opportunity this is my retirement. This is my whatever. Whatever their fill in the blank is, they've got to. It's got to be something that's so driving and driven for them that they're going to go all in. Yeah, without yeah. any fear. Well, that's great. You know, and and I think that you probably work with a lot of business owner moms and business owner dads mm-hmm. who probably relate a lot of their goals and a lot of their success back to some something that they can can envision for their families or or they want something better for their families. So, mm-hmm. um, well, first of all, before we dive into all that, sure. can you can you tell us a little bit more about your family and, and how that drives your goals? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am an almost divorced mother of two. Okay. So, but we have a very interesting situation because okay. my almost ex-husband and I still get along. We well, just good. realized we're just... Um, uh, we're just redefining the relationship. Okay. It is what it is. Okay. We realize we're great parents, great friends, mm-hmm. but we aren't great married. <laughs> and so we're we're going through that fun transition. Um, but it, so I've got my two girls. And for that, for me, is my driving yeah. force. It's what can I do? Because everything that i do i know they're watching me right. i mean yeah just yesterday my my little six-year-old daughter because i have two girls my six-year-old daughter is really into makeup right now hmm. and okay. so, i know you're like where's this going but this this just goes to prove how much kids watch you and you don't even know what you don't even know how much they're taking in yeah and so she, i let her use a little tinted moisturizer and i tried to give it to her on her fingertips and she hands she shows me the back of her hand because she yeah. realized that's where I put my makeup when I put my makeup on. Oh. I put it on the back of my hand as a palette, and I use a brush, and I paint it on because that's how I was taught to by my Mary Kay lady, right? Right, right. So she's been watching me do that for her whole life, and I ha- I, I, just out of habit because tinted moisturizer, I don't paint on. I wipe on. But okay. she, she saw color, so she's watching every little thing that I do down to how I put on my makeup. That's amazing So think about. if she's watching me that closely on that what else is she watching me do she's watching me with my business she's watching me with how i interact with people she's watching um how i cook dinner she's watching everything i do what do i say in the car which is probably my worst (laughs) 
<laughs> worst version of Jenny is the person I am in my car. Right, right, yeah. But every, she watches everything, and both of my girls are. And so that, for me, is a driving force is, okay, what kind of person am I being um, for them? And then also, what kind of coach am I being for my clients? Yeah. Those are my two driving forces for me. Yeah, that's interesting uh, because if you if you're looking at how much your your kids watch you as an example, mm-hmm. you know we've talked about somebody actually brought that idea up of you know you you have to show people you know the the values you have to show people you know in your organization. Yep. So I guess kind of to your point is that is that pretty critical for you then. You, you kind of take that oh. mindset for the kids, it, but it's still critical with people in general. Yeah, absolutely. So. Your actions speak so loud, I cannot hear what you say. Right, right. That's one of my favorite quotes That's because good. it's that was that was uh, the w- looking back the motto of my year for 2017, and I actually wrote a blog post about it on my website last year. Yeah. Um, because you know what what people say, talk takes no effort. Yeah doing takes effort so what people do is who they are what people say is rarely who they are so for me i've learned you know if i want to if i've got these girls watching me if i've got my clients watching me then i've got to be doing what i say i'm going to do because otherwise i'm no better than somebody else who isn't living in integrity and i think that's really important yeah yeah oh that that is key that is key and and how do you how do you help your team members to see that as well because if if they're trying to get to a better place and they're trying Mm -hmm. to build i mean sorry not team members but how do you help your clients Mm -hmm. help their team members you know by that kind of same strategy how how do you help them to see that what they're doing it's because one of the things we know in direct sales is that your team members will only do about a third of what you do Mm -hmm. i mean it just statistically that's what's going to happen so if you are expecting if you would like your team members to do let's say a thousand dollars in sales a month Mm -hmm. then you've got to be doing three thousand in order for that because they've got to see that much activity to be willing to do approximately a third of it because oftentimes the people who are on your team are not doing this full-time the way you are if you're in a leadership Mm -hmm. position Mm -hmm. um so they're they're in the position of trying to get out from under their part-time or full-time job. You've already gotten out of it. So yeah. you've got to be be able to show that much activity that you're doing the $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 in sales a month personally, yeah. not including your team. So that much activity for them to actually see it and then copy. Right, right. <laughs> Take some time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really important to to follow through on that. And so if you say, you know, our, our team, I'd like our team to do this much in sales. How much yeah. are you willing to do? How much are you willing to do? How much are you willing to commit to? How much are you willing to commit to? You know, so if they each say, you know, I'm willing to do a thousand dollars, and then you just as a leader then make up the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we as a team want to be a $20,000 a month team. So mm-hmm. if you guys all say you're going to do this much, I'm going to do the rest. Right. And then you work to do it. Yeah. And when they see that you're doing that, they're going to work that much harder to fulfill their part of the commitment because they mm-hmm. know that what they're going to get from that is also beneficial as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because um, 
you know, if, if somebody really wants their their multi-level marketing company to, to be their main thing, mm-hmm. they have to have that all-in commitment like we talked about. And they've got to work like any other entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But would you say that maybe sometimes the struggle is is that we uh, we often see the end result of all the hard work, and so we kind of, you know, we we're not as a society, you know, really all that open about all the struggles <laughs> yes. that we go through. So we just we kind of, especially with social media these days, it's just kind of that facade. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. Well, that that reminds me of. You and I are both in BNI. Yeah. And so Dr. Meisner actually posted something on Facebook the other day that said, I'm a 20-year overnight success. <laughs> right? Like, if you look at the what his business, which is BNI, has done in the 35, 30, 34 years they've been around. Yeah. Um, when he got started, it was five people sitting around a table. Yeah. That's how BNI started. And the same thing is true for um, direct sales businesses because... You know, it's the same thing. It's you starting around your table with your friends and family and then working your way outside of that circle as quickly as possible. But then what people see, what people saw with me was, oh, my gosh, she's she's earning all these promotions, all these car bonuses, international recognition in her company for leadership and sales. She's earning these wonderful paychecks and trips and blah, blah, blah. But what they didn't see was all the time I spent communicating with hostesses Yeah. between my Facebook posts. What they didn't see were the emails that went out, the, the effort that went into training my team, all that back end, you know? So it's, it's definitely people don't see all the work that goes into a business. And so they assume, oh, well, look at she's doing it. So it must be easy. And it's yes. Like, all the things that you do in network marketing, just like all the things you do in business are easy, but compiled up together, it becomes much harder and more complex to track and do it all effectively. Yeah. <laughs> so it really, it, it really, there are no overnight successes, although it seems like sometimes there may be. Yeah. Because you just don't see the back end work. Yeah. So you said something interesting about like tracking all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I, I th- probably for a lot of people too, they, they get into business and it's like, all right, this is already hard enough. And now I got to try to track all these numbers and track what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you, uh, how do you get people to, to, to get into that? How do you kind of break that down for them? What do they need to be tracking? Well, it just depends on what their goals are. So, um, I guess probably the, the best example I can give is my clients who are really interested in having their business. Mm-hmm pay for their vacation or be like, you know what, my business is going to help pay the bills, but then through paying the bills, I'm also going to earn these vacations from the company, Mm, right? Yeah. So what they'll do is all, especially if they're a more visual learner, a more visual Mm -hmm. person, um, you know, we'll work together to create a tracker, a visual tracker that they and their kids can color in, you know, so they know for their company in order to earn the trip to... Cancun or whatever it is this year, you know, they're going to have to do X amount in sales, bring so many team members on who do X amount. So we just create these visual things that they can color in, you know, each week I did a thousand dollars in sales this week, color, 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 you know, or have your kids color it in for you and say, okay, mommy did this much or daddy did this much to to earn this. So it just depends on the person. It's got to be something. So if you're not a visual person, if you don't need to have that, that 
creative, fun coloring thing than Excel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you're a much more calculated numbers person, I'm going to track it here, track it here, track it here. Great. We can work on that too. So it's, it's tracking doesn't take long as long as you have the system in place to do it. Yeah. It's the setting up the system that's the hardest part is getting into that and then developing the habit mm-hmm. of going back and saying, okay, this week I did X amount in sales. Yeah. Or I brought in this many team members or whatever it may be. Okay. So it, it, it can be kind of how you want it, but mm-hmm. you still need to be able to take those big goals and kind of break them down yes. by week. Um, and one thing that we were talking about, like on the business owner dad's kind of version mm-hmm. of the show a little bit earlier um was that uh the idea of kind of you, know, you take those big goals and you break them down into smaller doable chunks do you yep. do you find that to be pretty critical with with your group as well oh absolutely i mean yeah. it, that's that uh, it's a success principle like literally right. <laughs> jack canfield success principle is break stuff down chunk it yeah. down but so many people number one don't even write their goals down yeah Right. So they just have this number in their head. Well, if you don't write it down, it's not concrete. But then if you don't write it down, you also aren't taking it and breaking it down into Mm -hmm. something visual, tangible, as silly as it may seem, just writing it down, it becomes a tangible thing. It becomes more um, concrete in your psyche as something that you're working towards rather than just this idea or a dream. So chunking it down is absolutely necessary. It's, and it's amazing how many of my clients, when I first start working with them, okay, so what's your goal? My goal is, you know, 50,000 this year. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's break that down. That's like what? 12, five a month. Okay. So how do we get that? How do we do that? Yeah. You know, and they're like, Oh, right. Oh, you know, and you're, it's shocking to me sometimes how many people don't even get the the process behind chunking it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's not like we're really taught in school like success principles. I know it so, should be like first grade stuff. It should be seriously, or at least sixth grade. Right. Like, at right. least present it in middle school. I yeah. mean, seriously, success principles should be like a life book that should just be given to every student at some point in their right. Right. Their it's kind of like yeah, here's your homework. Now go do it. Yeah. <laughs> be successful with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, which is then actually, interestingly, yeah, I just thought about how that's kind of like a, a, a lot of the times I walk into, uh, you know, business and I'm sure you walk into that and where it's kind of like, that's kind of the leadership model. Okay. So this is what we do now go sell it or this is right. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe we learned that from school. I haven't really thought about that before, but maybe, yeah, maybe it could go back to the, okay, this is the assignment. Now go do it. Yeah. Right, you know, like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It, I, I think it, <laughs> And so many people just go through life unconsciously. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you just, a lot of people fly by the seat of their pants. And I got to be honest, there's times when I am too. I'm yeah. not always as intentional as I would like to be. Wait, you're, you're saying you're a human being? Oh my gosh, I know. Oh. It's amazing. Oh. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. I know. But it, it's, it, you know, it's really about taking some time to be mindful and yeah. intentional about where you're going, what you're doing. And if you're not doing that, it's so much easier to get distracted by the minutia of life. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, kind of going back, we were talking about setting goals and we were talking about family. And, mm-hmm. and then you mentioned too, getting your kids involved. Mm-hmm. It, I, and I, I've heard that before and, and, you know, kind of encouraged people to, to do that in some ways. Um, how do, how do you, how do you recommend getting the kids involved in the business? Because 
I mean, if if there's some goals there, typically it involves a family vacation, right? Sure. And the kids might want to do that vacation too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if it involves uh, a a mouse and a duck. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that place in either Florida or California you've been talking about. Um, Absolutely, because kids will hold you more accountable than anybody else ever. Like even your coach who you're paying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because your kids will ask you every day. Because when I was in my direct sales business, one of the trips that I was working to earn was a trip to Disney. So my kids, of course, were every day, mom, what'd you do today for Disney? (laughs) Mom, what did you do today for Disney? Like they didn't always understand what it took to earn it, but mom, are we going to Disney yet? Mom, are we going to Disney yet? You know, so that right there was my reminder. You know what? You're right. I haven't I haven't done everything I meant to today for Disney. Can yeah. I go work on that for a few minutes? And my kids would, they, they'd let me go work if I set a timer and said, okay, mommy's going to go send emails for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they would go entertain themselves because they were really, really young at this point. I mean, my yeah. kids are six and 10 now. So they were really young, uh, two and five at the time. So they were super young to go and entertain themselves. 10 minutes was a big deal for me back then. Right, right, right. Just 10 minutes of focus. Just 10 minutes where I could just work on this one thing. And so, you know, but because they were involved and ha- invested in wanting to go to Disney, yeah, they, they were like, yes, I will go play or I will go do this until I hear mommy's timer go off. And then we'd go do whatever. And then, you know, sometime later in the day, mom, did you do, like, have you earned Disney? Not yet. Can I go do this? <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> so good, though. That's good. Track. Yeah. And, you know, and so it um, it's now translated into something a little different because they don't get my business now the way that mm. they used to. Yeah. They know that I'm home a lot more than I used to be, which is interesting. Yeah. Because, um, of course, I'm not going out and doing parties. Right. So it's a slightly different concept nowadays of getting them involved. Um, now it involves my kids knowing that if my office door is closed, Mm -hmm. they're only allowed to open it for blood, flood, fire, or imminent death. Okay. All right. So my six-year-old can explain to you what imminent death is because we (laughs) had to have that conversation because they know if my door is closed, I'm in with, I'm talking to a client or I'm doing a podcast interview or something. Right. Right. So I cannot be interrupted unless it's truly an emergency. Yeah. Everything else, they're old enough that they can handle food, water, bathroom, entertainment yeah they're good and i only do it for about an hour at a time and then the door is open because everything else i can do with them coming in and out right big deal right but when clients or podcasts are involved no yeah yeah so that it's getting them involved in a way that yes they're invested but then they also help hold you accountable no that's great that's great and it it delete uh, it it helps to reinforce that uh, principle of um Delayed gratification. That's what I'm trying to Delayed gratification. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because kids don't get that. Oh, no. They, they, oh, no. They're, they don't understand <laughs> that even when we earn the trip to Disney, we're not going the day I earn it. Right. Like, right. we still had to wait another three months because right. we, we went with the company. Right. You know, right. it wasn't like you could just like, all right, I earned it. All right, next day, pack up, let's go. It, yeah. It, it, it was over time, but they were it, there was that buildup. So it definitely... Right. It made sense to them, and, but they also saw the, the benefit, the rewards of working, Yes, which was really cool. 
That's awesome. So if somebody, uh, we've got about a minute left. So if somebody mm-hmm. uh, is uh, in network marketing and they're looking for, you know, some, some coaching, sure. uh, what is some way, what are some ways for them to get a hold of you? And also, uh, where do the people find your podcast? Because we didn't really even get into that, but yeah, no, you've got absolutely. a podcast. So Yeah, well, it hasn't launched yet. So we're, oh, okay. we're working on that. I'm still recording interviews. But if people want to get a hold of me to talk a little bit more about how I can help them with direct sales, uh, Level Up Coaching LLC on mm-hmm. Facebook. So facebook.com slash Level Up Coach LLC. Uh, we'll get them to my Facebook page. And that's a great way to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to, we're going to go there because that's where direct sales people are is on Facebook. So yeah, that's the, where you're going to find me. Yeah. Yep. Good, absolutely. Good. And what will the name of the podcast be when it comes out? Oh, the name of the podcast. I don't know. Can you, can you share it? Uh, is it I too can, early? I can share it, but I, it's, it's got an interesting word in it. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until next time, this is uh, Matt Barry with Time for Success. Thank you, Jenny, so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. (laughs) 